Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Well, our next guest was a regular on the LPGA Tour for a decade, but Sarah Jane Smith has endured a tough couple of years. So tough, she was contemplating her future in the sport at the age of 38. But thankfully, Sarah has stuck around and at the weekend played some great pressure golf to take out the Mixed Gender Player Series event at Cobram Baruga and her first win as a pro since 2008 in New York. Sarah, congrats and welcome to SEN. Thank you so much for having me. So what was it at the weekend for you? Was it satisfaction given the, the, the turbulence on the course that I referred to in recent times? Was it relief? Was it pure joy or was it all of the above? <laughs> I think all of the above, definitely. Probably more relief um, and joy, <laughs> um, but definitely some satisfaction too to know that the work we've been doing um, it was is the right work and that it, and that it's paying off. So, that, yeah, it was all of the above for sure. Geez, the scorecard looked good. So you shot a 63, a 65. You finished 20 under, five ahead of uh, Victorian Andrew Martin and the Queenslander Shea Wolves Cobb at 15 under. I think you missed only one fairway on the final day. So what's working for you right now, Sarah? Um, it's, I've, you know, I've been working really hard on my short game, um, but I think, you know, my, my ball striking is, is back, which is what has been letting me down over the last sort of four or five years. So um, to have that back, and then the addition of the short game that I've kind of neglected my, in my career, um, yeah, it just all sort of culminated in a in a nice sort of mistake free kind of golf, which was really enjoyable. I don't want to make it all about money, of course, but I guess it's a reality in, in professional sport. That that forty five thousand dollar winners check would come in handy, I'd imagine. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we um, we we saved a lot, you know, early on, knowing that we were going to have a baby and or we were going to try and have a baby, and and that that would mean a lot of years where, or a couple of years where we would, probably wouldn't make a lot of money. Um, but then it wasn't really accounting for the next couple of years of not playing very good golf. <laughs> so we have, you know, the things have been a little tight lately. So it definitely takes the pressure off and. Um, and gives us a lot of confidence going forward, which is great. Yeah, I saw the champagne was flowing on the on the 18th up there in Cobram. It must have been amazing <laughs> to to not only have your, your husband Dwayne there, but also, I mean, you mentioned your baby. He's, he's a little boy now, three-year-old Theo, Theo, although I'm not sure Theo was sure what to make of it all there, Sarah. I know, yeah, it didn't. He didn't like it. He was He was kind of prepared a little bit for what would happen, um, but then when we got out there and I think the noise and <laughs> – everything happening and then he turned around and his dad wasn't there and so he was just it was all a bit much and then when I finally got to him he wouldn't hug me because I was wet he's like you're all wet I was like, oh no <laughs> and and Dwayne your husband obviously normally carries the bag for you doesn't he but he, he was obviously given the day off or, or the weekend off yeah so we've we've been really lucky we have family coming to every other event in Australia but that one we just we didn't really work out to have anybody come so um, that was the only week where I was pulling my bag the whole week. So he was he was on daddy daycare while while I was at the course on my own. But um, yeah, it was it, I definitely missed him out there. But uh, it was so nice that they were able to come out um, on the last and watch. He actually we had friends there that said go out and watch her on the last line and we'll watch Theo. But 
Bowman was like, no, 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 I think I should just stay away at this point. <laughs> I'm sure you get asked this a lot because I think you've been doing it for, for a relatively long period of time. But what's it like having your partner and obviously your husband, um, you know, alongside you out there when, when, when you're playing and, and perhaps when the pressure valve does get cranked up a bit, how do you two get along out there? Oh, I mean, obviously we've we've made it work. We've been doing it for a long time now. Um, he's in my only caddy in my career, so I've I've had to have feelings at certain points for different reasons. But um, we've been doing it now. This will be our 18th season. So, but I think we're both pretty even keeled. So, um, for the most part, we stay pretty relaxed. We there's obviously always something. You know, we we have little disagreements here and there on the golf course. Just. Not not on the golf, but sometimes, you know, I'll catch his reaction on something which is usually based on, in his mind, he thinks he's done something wrong or could have done a better job. And as I look at him, it looks like he's like, what was that shot? <laughs> um, so <laughs> they're about the only times we get we get mad at each other. But, um, you know, I'm really fortunate that we've been able to make it work. And, you know, sometimes the when it's not going well, it, it can be tough because you're both going through the down together. Um, but it, you know, even then, it's it's better to be doing it together. So, but when it's when it's going well, it's it's just a whole other level of of happiness, I guess. Yeah, good on you. It's fantastic. And I, I was really keen to tap into if if we can, Sarah, around your what appears to be your renaissance. I mean, where had things unravelled for you? You know, last year and in, in the months and years prior to that, where had it sort of gone wrong? Do you feel? It's sort of. I think I, you know, I'd never really had a lot of time off golf. Um, early on in my career, I I took the whole sort of Christmas and New Year off, and I thought, you know, I'd just have a few weeks to get back stuck stuck into it, and it just didn't go well. And and I sort of made <laughs> the promise to myself that I'd never do that again. I'd always keep on top of it, even over Christmas break at home. I my husband's dad has a driving range on the Sunshine Coast, and. Um, we just go out there in like our swimmers basically and, you know, hit balls and just, just to keep a little bit of something going. Um, so it was the first time that I'd really had like a long break when, um, I took my maternity leave from the LPGA. So I ended up, I wasn't away that long in the end. I think it was only, um, about eight months between when I finished playing and my next tournament. Um, Theo was six months old. Um, and, it just sort of, I, I felt pretty good coming back. I felt strong enough and fit enough. Um, I probably wasn't mentally ready to come back then. You know, like I was, I found it really hard to leave Theo. Mm. Um, but I got lucky and that, not lucky, I mean not lucky, I got lucky for my <laughs> mental state that when COVID hit, then we had, I got another six months with him and we didn't, I didn't get back into full-time playing until he was one then. Um, but that was good for m- myself, I feel like. Um but for my golf, then it was, you know, like I'd had, you know, over a year of not playing competitively. And um, although I was practicing just as much as usual, it just, um, it took a while. I felt like early on, like my ball striking was still, wasn't great, but it was, it was doable. But I just felt like my, I don't know what the right word would be, like golf smarts. I don't know what it, you know, it just wasn't there. I wasn't thinking the same as I used to. And just, you know, little things that you get better at by playing more and more, like different shots and, I just like it seems silly, but literally like remembering how to do the little bits and pieces that you kind of just take for granted, I think. Mm. Um, and then slowly, I just sort of lost the way a little bit with my golf swing. I don't really know. Um, it wasn't like a, it wasn't major changes, but just little things here and there. And then it just sort of 
continuously got worse and worse and worse and um, I just couldn't couldn't find a way to make it any better. So, um, yeah, at the end of the season, I could have um, got back in touch with Grant Field up at home on the, on the Sunshine Coast and um, pretty much instantly he had a plan of what he thought was going on and what I needed to do and um, I saw the results uh, pretty much instantly. I was I was hitting six greens around, like not something I'd never ever done before. And then by the weekend of the Aussie Open, after just seeing him that week um, at around Victoria Golf Club, I hit 15 greens both Saturday Sunday. So it was like in whatever <laughs> whatever he saw, he kind of fixed it in the simplest of ways. But um, we sort of saw massive improvement straight away, which was great. Sarah, the specifics of, of what you do, I mean, you, you lost your playing rights and you chose not to go to tour school, obviously, and there's a cost that, that comes with that, but the specifics of, of being on tour? Yeah, so um, at the end of the season last year, um, I just didn't really feel like I was in the right place to go back to Q school. I mean, we went the year before and I finished, um, sec- I got the second to last uh, full card, um, but it doesn't actually get you full playing rights. So I ended up still having to Monday qualify at the beginning of the season. Uh, and I was fortunate enough to, uh, Monday qualifying one of the early events and I played well enough um, to reshuffle um, and basically got into every full f- field event mm. for the rest of the season. So when we were kind of looking at Q school, you know, it cost us about 10 grand to go the year before because now it's over two weeks and we need a nanny to come with us with, with Theo. So it was kind of an expensive endeavor for not a whole lot of benefit. Um, and in the state my game was and mentally I just didn't feel like it was something we wanted to do. So I ended up coming home and playing the Aussie Open because that clashed with Key School, and fortunately, that's where we sort of hooked up with Grant. And um, I think, and in, in, you know, looking back, it was probably the right decision. And um, and now going forward, I've I've sort of got to do the same thing as last year. I'll be doing Monday qualifiers, and then filling the gaps in with with Epson when um, when I'm not in an LPGA event. So I'll be playing golf constantly, which is you know, which is the main thing. Um, and then hopefully can get a good result in at some event on LPGA and reshuffle back in. So had you fallen out of love with the game, Sarah? I mean, is it an exaggeration to say you'd considered quitting, which is an easy thing for people to report, but was there actual, you know, any any truth to that? Had you really considered sort of moving on and doing something else? I didn't want to finish up, and I didn't feel finished with golf. Um, I've actually found that I'm enjoying it more now since Theo, um, and that was kind of one of the things that, I really found difficult with how I was playing is because, you know, and you look at the results, like, oh, she hasn't played well since she had a baby. And people kind of, well, that makes sense. She had a baby. It's hard. But Theo's has made everything better. So I just felt like it was, I hated that it kind of looked like I wasn't playing well because of him. But, you know, at the end of the season, when we were kind of looking at things and what I wanted to do going forward, it's like, if, because of the few years we had, We'd, we've invested in a house and we were, um, we've been doing it up over the last couple of years and basically to keep going forward, you know, if we didn't have some drastic change of event in the, in the next couple of months, basically, we would have to sell the house just to keep going. And I just didn't know whether I wanted to risk everything we'd kind of saved and worked towards to just give it another go for another couple of years um, to possibly just throw it away. So um, it was kind of a hard decision to make, but we were kind of just going to see how the next few months go. And so, I'm, I mean, yesterday was, was big for a lot of reasons, but the um, like it's not, you know, like you said, it's not the reason you play, but 
to to have some relief from from the winners check is is a big big bonus. Yeah, for sure. And I guess we all play sport initially, don't we? Because we love it, we enjoy it. So. You mentioned Grandfield earlier. Is, is he, as much as Theo's played a role in your life, of course, being your son, is he someone who's helped you realise that, that love all, all over again? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's funny. And I didn't really even realise quite at first, but he, uh, he's he been working and teaching out of um, a golf course that my dad is actually a greenkeeper up um, at, at Pelican Waters on the Sunshine Coast. And uh, they've got an amazing new chipping facility and uh, it won't be open until possibly April at the earliest. And he was saying to me at the end of last year, he's like, well, we probably won't get to use it this year, but next year when you come home, we'll be able to do heaps of work around the chipping green. And it was the first time where, you know, I'd kind of given myself a little deadline in my head of maybe just a couple more years, you know, give it a shot this year. And if it doesn't work out, that, that would probably be it or, or the following year at best. And then I was, it was the first time where I kind of felt sad. I was like, oh, maybe I'll only get one year of using the chipping facility, you know, like professionally. And then I was like, well, that that's kind of good news, you know, that I had those feelings. I wasn't sure, you know, like I felt like I still really wanted to do it and I loved it, but I genuinely like felt like disappointed that I wouldn't get to do it more. So um, that was kind of a really fun realisation to have that it is actually still really there. The love and care for it. Yeah, and obviously listeners will know Grant from his time working with you know someone like Cameron Smith. But he gave you some key advice for Cobram Baruga, didn't he? Just to just to enjoy it, maybe with a few expletives thrown in. Yeah, he did. Yeah, it's funny. So actually, in the interviews, I actually said the wrong word. He he said embrace the yes out of it, um, <laughs> which was I don't know, just something really relaxing about it. And then he also said, which I just thought was incredible. He said um, that. You would, I would obviously feel different, but just because I felt different didn't mean the skills wouldn't be there. You know, I think in the past, like, I'd get a little nervous or and then i get quicker and, you know, and then you're just feeling like, okay, now I do feel different. I feel a bit nervous, a little tighter, but it doesn't mean that the skills won't be there. It just, it was such a, a relaxing feeling, which I'd, I'd not had in that, in that situation before. And you're in a nice part of Victoria from, uh, well, now, I think, but obviously the Vic Open starts at 13th Beach on Thursday. So you'd be hoping that uh, we just uh, stay on this nice little gravy train you got going, Sarah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I love playing golf down here. And um, I mean, it's just a beautiful part of the world. So hopefully we get some good weather and, um, yeah, it's going to be a good week for some good golf. Sarah, we wish you well and, and really appreciate you joining us this morning. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me.